it's really important to pay attention to how your body feels on different protein sources. I mean, that sounds obvious, but I don't always think we pay attention to that. How's our energy? How's our sleep? How is our workout? Do we feel good? Do we feel empowered? Or do we feel off our game, right? And so look back at, because it's very complex when you're looking at eating too, you're looking at your food allergies as well, right? Another vital piece of the whole thing. What if you're gobbling down on something you're sensitive to? Friends, if you've been thinking that protein and muscle and all that is just for bodybuilders or people who want to be really crazy fit and in shape, you are going to love this podcast because I got Dr. Annie in the house and we are going to break down exactly why you need to be paying attention to your protein, how protein connects to muscle, and why you need to be paying attention to your muscle mass because it might just be the fountain of youth. Welcome, everybody. It's the Movement as Medicine show. I got Dr. Annie in the house today. Hey, everybody. And we're going to talk about muscle, and we're going to talk about protein. We're going to talk about health, vitality. We're going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. And this is going to be a very practical episode. So if you've, if you've ever wondered about kind of nutrition, diet, protein, all that kind of stuff, we're going to get into it from a practical standpoint today. Yeah, I think it's, it's such an interesting topic and so misunderstood. And as we delve into it more, and pay more attention to it, depending on our goals, it can really vary person to person. And it certainly varies by our age and male, female and body composition, what type of body we have. There's so many different factors that play into it. But I still think even with the complexity of the whole issue, we can break down some simple myths and add some knowledge about protein consumption, which I think would be helpful for everyone. This is one of those topics that you go on YouTube and throw this into a YouTube search or go onto a Google search, you ask your generative AI search, you're going to get, you could get 50 different answers. Yeah. It, it, so it's confusing. You know, it's, I don't really know. I, I guess I mean, I, I guess I know protein is supposed to be important, but exactly how does it work and how much should I get? All of it changes on who you ask. And to your point, it also changes on you, the person, your specific situation, what your goals are, your body, all that stuff. So we're going to give you some parameters, yeah, and we'll, we'll kind of dispel some myths along the way. I think maybe let's start off with basic, like what is protein? And there's a lot of different ways to think about this. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, protein is essentially just, it's a building block for our body. It's the most essential building block for our body, for all pieces of it, right? And so when we're looking at, well, I mean, personally, right, I'm 56, so Good Lord, how did that happen? I'm not sure. Congratulations. I got there. <laughs> but, you know, I'm at the stage of my life where I am naturally losing muscle mass just because of age, right? We all are. And it starts at age 30. We start losing our muscle mass at 1% to 3% a year, and it keeps on going up. And we talked in the beginning that muscle mass is the fountain of youth. And research has indicated that, yes, indeed, it is the fountain of youth. It's the best way to promote our longevity, keep our health, keep our vitality, movement, all the things that we're super passionate about. But this particular topic is confusing, and I think we need to start with the parameter of getting your, your body analysis done, really. And maybe you could speak to that more than I can, with, certainly with working with programming for athletes like you have. Yeah, just interesting data point, too, is to kind of build on what you're talking about. As a person hits their 80th birthday without any intervention, what they typically see is about a 50% decrease in muscle mass, 50% yeah. less muscle. Why is this bad? Well, it's bad because 
muscle loss is the number one leading cause of all, like of mortality, basically. Of you're going to die, chances are you're going to die because of a muscle mass related issue, I, aka you're going to fall. Absolutely. Or you're not going to be able to move anymore. And I can, I remember, you know, when my gramps passed, he just had a really, he couldn't really move that much anymore, you know? And he, his health just plummeted over a three to five year period as his mobility decreased. We are that rushing river and you dam us up, you stop moving and things start, they just start falling apart. The body is meant to move. That's why we say movement is medicine and your muscle is the thing that helps you move, okay? It attaches to the bones. Without muscle, you'd just be like- You'd just you'd be, be like a floppy doll. Yeah, you'd be either, yeah, you'd be a floppy jelly mass. Yeah, you've got to move and you've got to move more and you've got to move right, but to keep the muscle, you have to feed it. And how do we feed the muscle? So that's protein, right? So this protein. is the whole connection. So why right. protein matters, protein, like you said, building block, protein matters because it's the direct impact that we can have on our muscle because protein gets synthesized. Oh, I can't even pronounce that word. It's a big word. It's a big word. Synthesized. Thank you. You said it for me. It yes, your body turns protein into muscle. Okay, so without enough protein, your body can actually start to consume your own muscle mass over time. And so one of the things where people are in a weight loss program and they have decreased their calories, they're creating an energy deficit, so they're eating less and they're moving more, and all of that's causing muscle damage and the body can begin to break down and kind of cannibalize that muscle so you can actually weight loss program lose fat yes but you can also lose a significant amount of muscle which is very bad right and that's what happens on most weight loss programs unless they're extremely well coached and monitored Right. Abso- yeah, absolutely. Especially for those people who are doing things like an Ozempic, a, a semaglutide, GLP-1 yeah. regulator, primarily that works by, it's not some magic thing. Okay. So it, it works like anything else that causes you to lose weight works. You eat less when you're on a, a GLP-1. You eat less. Absolutely. You, you don't, are not hungry. Yeah. And it's really hard when you're not hungry to eat a chicken breast, which you need to eat to build your muscle because you're going to weight train. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so if you're in a calorie deficit and you're eating less, and your body, you're not getting enough protein, your body's breaking down your own your pre-existing muscle mass, then you end up skinny fat. You're skinny fat. You're skinny yeah. fat, and you not don't want to be skinny be. fat because mm-hmm. you end up weak. You lost weight, sure, cool, but you're weak, and your system, from a health standpoint, is actually you've lowered your overall health score. Right. Yeah, and your BMR and your metabolism. They're both at risk. Yeah, and all, so, and then you're going to gain your weight back. You're going to gain the weight back. But now you don't, and, and you lost that muscle. And now you're, so you, now you're in a worse shape because metabolically, your muscles are a very active thing, right? It's very dynamic. It's very active. Of course, it's moving you and it's doing all this stuff. It requires a ton of nutrients, burns a ton of calories. So really the goal is increase your muscle through targeted nutrition, eating the right kinds of foods and the right targeted exercises. Those two things together is how you increase your muscle mass or preserve your muscle mass. And when we're thinking about injury, if you've been injured, we obviously deal with a lot of people who have injuries. And injuries is another area where you can experience significant amount of muscle loss because oftentimes you have forced immobility or you can't engage in resistance training or weight training in your diet can oftentimes get messed up mm-hmm. when you're going through a rehab process or recovery. You know, you might be dealing with some emotional 
issues. It's very common. And a lot of times your routine gets messed up. And when your routine gets messed up, then all of a sudden your food can get messed up and all that. And it can lead again to a situation with maybe unintended weight gain or unintended muscle loss. Absolutely. I mean, I experienced that personally, right? Me too. And despite, we both have been injured. And that's why I so encourage patients, even when they are injured, is we need to find a way to train through it. You have to figure this out. And it's really it's challenging. It's not easy. This last 2023 was a garbage year for me from a injury and physical standpoint. So, but I feel good because I got it all, I got it all out of the way in 2023. You know, it's just like, I feel like it's gone karmically now. I'm like in total, it's gone. I'm embracing total health, leanness, power, muscle, just total intensity and vitality. Cause 2023, I got it all out, but I had a pec tear that massively impacted my ability to train. And then I had a ser- I had a couple melanomas removed. Basically, for three months, I had different little mini surgeries, and then I had this pec tear. So essentially, six, nine months of the year, I really couldn't train in the style that I would like to train: heavy, heavy weights, resistance training, barbell stuff. I couldn't do any of that. So I had to find other things to do. But I can tell you, I lost muscle mass, and there wasn't there even with all my best interventions, I lost the muscle mass because my training. I couldn't do the things that I would normally do to grow muscle, but I did my best to preserve it. So I didn't lose a ton, but I did lose a little bit. And in, to your point, I'm 48. So as you start getting into your golden year, the best years, I'm telling you right now, 48 feel the best I've ever felt. So your best years are ahead of you. But as you get into those years, you definitely need to be more intentional with your protein and with your fitness, with the types of activities you're doing. Yeah. So I think let's talk a little bit more about protein intake kind of general guidelines on how much protein should we be eating? And then a little bit about training, because I think the kind of the eat less, move more matrix is really not that accurate for most people. And if you're just doing a ton of cardio and not fueling yourself and not doing any resistance training, it's not going to build muscle like the way you want it to. So just the process of muscle breakdown with, with resistance training. So you're getting your, mac, your micro tearing of your muscle, your muscles learning that it needs to grow back stronger and you build muscle that way. But during that process, you absolutely have to be feeding your muscle with enough protein. So what is enough protein? Yeah, I guess is the first there. thing to break down. This again, you ask this question to a number of different influencers, fitness people, scientists, whatever, you're going to get a different answer like all the time. I generally, the range, the recommended range is 0.8 grams of protein, 0.8 to 1.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight. So what does that mean? Okay. That means let's say that you want to weigh, let's say you weigh, you're 180 pounds. That means you should eat 180 grams of protein. It's a symbol. That would be a one-to-one, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Another way you can do this, a lot of times for people who are in a weight loss program or kind of in a calorie reduction program, we would say, what is your ideal targeted weight? Let's say I'm, let's say I'm 200 and I want to weigh 180, I'd go for 180. Or I'd say you're 160, you want to weigh 140, 140 is a great number to shoot for. At the bare bones minimum, if you're not the kind of person who's like, you're breaking my, ma- my brain with this really hard math, one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. It's pretty simple. But if you don't like that kind of approach, another way to think about it is bare minimum, you should be eating 100 grams of protein a day. This is what, if I was to talk to a non-fitness oriented friend or my mom, I'd be like, or my gram, I'd be like, mom, you need to get 100 grams of protein a day. And I can guarantee you she is nowhere close to that. Yeah. And most people aren't. Yeah. I think that rule's tough because what if you're 300 pounds? 
right? You're if, not going to have 300 grams of protein a day or... You're not. Right. You're not, but you probably need a lot of protein. I mean, you the more protein you're going to... So if you're significantly overweight, a high protein diet... Well, let me take a step back. If we're just talking weight loss for a second, high protein diet, whether... In, we're going to not muddy the water by talking about what you're going to do with your carbs and fat, but just a high protein diet. And then you're doing some other stuff with your carbs and fat, which are your energy source. Regardless of what you do there, high protein diet is the most successful way to lose weight, lose body fat while preserving or gaining muscle mass and sustain it long-term. High Absolutely. protein diet. Because it's, protein is very satiating. So it's very satisfying, mm-hmm. right? It releases hormones, it's filling. It's hard to overeat protein, actually. Because you're, at some point, your body just turns, turns. it's like, I can't eat any more of this delicious steak. I'm completely full. But you know what you know what you can eat a lot of? I'll eat a whole bag of chips. I'll, I'll eat, I'll, you could eat so much carbs and fat compared to how much protein you can eat. Your body, you will physically get ill. Have you ever gotten the meat, the meat sweats where you're like, oh God, I ate too much meat. Oh my God, it's painful. But you can eat like a whole cake. You can eat I'm, like I'm just cracking up over here. <laughs> you can eat so many more calories of protein and like of carbs and fat than you can of protein. Or mac it's salty macadamia nuts. Ooh, oh, that is just I, that is a way to get you can eat like so a bowl many of mac, like a mac and cheese that has three thousand calories, and you'd be like oh, more. Whereas like you you have your you have a twelve ounce steak, and you're like oh god, I'm so full. So so protein is very satisfying. So a high protein diet is really good. So if you're like let's say you're bigger and you're in that 250 plus pound range. So you get you got to land on a protein number that's going to be sustainable. Yeah, because to eat 300 grams of protein is probably not realistic. But you're probably still going to be in the 200s. You're probably going to be 200, 225. And that's where, again, you could go with ideal target weight. So you're, what's the ideal weight you want to be at and use that as a guide. So mm-hmm. if let's say you're 300 and you want to get to 225 is your dream goal or 200, then that's a great starting spot. That's how I would, if I, when I was a nutrition coach, and I was approaching a particular, when we were building a macro plan for a person who had significant 100 plus pounds of weight to lose, that's the approach we would use. Yeah, that's brilliant. For me, I haven't done a macro program, as we all know. So I keep my stuff really simple. And I use a guideline, uh, for me, of about 90 to 100 grams of protein a day, which is three servings a day of at least 30 grams of protein. And for me to get that, I have to think about the source of protein. Like if it's meat, it's going to be about a palm-sized piece of protein, right? Palm-sized piece of meat. I got to keep things really simple, right? I just have to for me. Yeah. You Everybody's look at your different. Palm, hold your palm in front of your hand. This is a good yeah. one to do. And you say, I need a piece of meat like that big as my palm basically at every meal that I have. Right. To get about 30 ounces. But let's also talk a bit about protein sources because, and, and for men, you need more, obviously. So if I'm going for 90 to 100 then a guy's got to go 120, 150 even, right? If I was coaching a man, I would never go under 150 grams of protein. Yeah. See, that's just amazing. So then it's really hard to eat that much protein, right? It is. It is. So for anyone who's never, for if you've never done macros, what is macros? Macros is looking at macronutrients. So it's breaking all food down into three categories, protein, carbohydrates and fat. So if you've never done a program where you've met, weighed and measured all of your food and tracked it into my fitness pail or a food program, then you it's very hard to conceptualize how much protein 100 grams of protein is. That's, yeah. What is that? And I think for anyone who wants to start 
like even dabbling in this, like first, number one, I would highly suggest you get some support. But, you know, something like MyFitnessPal or a fitness tracker. So you start actually documenting the quantities you're eating. And it's a real reality check. It's interesting. But I want to talk to you a bit about protein sources because not everyone eats meat, right? And meat is an easy source of it. But, you know, there's the vegetarian sources of protein. So, I mean, I think for protein powders and such, like a pea protein is a really good source of protein. There's, of course, nuts, but that comes along with a lot of fat. So depending on your goals there, that's difficult. There's beans and legumes, but that comes along with a lot of carbohydrates. So that's difficult too. And there's meat in many different sources and varieties and dairy, right? Dairy is... And fish. You know, dairy can be a good source. Dairy is great. I love dairy. Yeah. Depending on if you can eat dairy or not. Yeah. You get your lean meats, you get poultry, chicken, fowls, birds. And so you get things with legs, you get things with wings, you get things with fins. (laughs) <laughs> then, you get, then you got the fish, and then you got your eggs and your dairy, yeah, and then you got your plant-based legumes yeah. and tofu legume products, tempeh, various Tempeh's other. great, yeah. yeah. There's a lot, of, and there's a more options these days. There's other stuff out there for the vegans, vegetarians that are plant-based sources of protein. Yeah. And then, yeah, protein, you mentioned protein shakes. I I love a protein shake. So I'm a big protein shake fan. Not everybody is. And they also have things like collagen as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a protein shake fan too. I'm not like the hardcore CrossFitter that's always got the protein recovery drink in their hands at all times, all day long, they're drinking protein. Impressive. But that's not going to happen for me. But it is a good way to get some, for sure. Totally. I think that you go back to these simple rules or simple guidelines. You mentioned the palm. Like, I'm looking at my palm. I want to have that amount in my my main meals. Another way to do it is just starting places. I'm going to have a pro- I'm going to have some kind of protein at every meal or snack that I have. It's going to have a protein element. Yeah. Another way you can do it is a plate. You can look at your plate and you can say, "Hey, a, a quarter of this plate should be covered in protein." Yeah. Up to a third or even in some cases a half. So you could say that like 25 to 50% of my plate is going to be a protein source and then I'm going to have a carb and a fat for the other set like the other to fill it in. So that's, you know, there's some methods out there like that precision nutrition is a great yeah, uh, a coaching a great program. program that's very, it's a kind of more of an intuitive based. You learn to eat 80% full. You use your hand and your plates to kind of come up with sizes. And that I like to call that intuitive eating, quote unquote, because it you're not being weighing and measuring and being scientific. The other way to do it is where you're tracking stuff where you're, or you're following a diet plan like the carnivore plan where you just, all you eat is meat, which the problem with those types of approaches is they're, they're, they're unsustainable for most humans to go down that path of super high protein, like low, like in where you cut out all this stuff. But that it's a good starting spot to say, hey, I need to have protein at every meal. Use a system that you're comfortable with and start there. Yeah. And I think we'll drop in the show notes. Barry's got an excellent macro coach that he's worked with before. I'd love to reference that person. If possible. Whatever it takes health. Sarah, Coach Sarah is amazing. I've worked with her multiple times. I love it. And you're like, Barry, but you used to coach, you professionally coach people. Yeah, I did. A hundred percent. She doesn't know anything I don't know, but man, is it great working with a coach. A coach is, listen, doesn't matter how great you are. The greatest, if you're, there's something that you want to excel at or get serious about, get a coach, get somebody to help you. So I, it's just that's always what I'm going to say. Get a co- When it comes to this yeah. food thing, first of all, everyone should do macros. Every human being on the planet Earth should do a macro experience with Coach Sarah because she's the best. There's others out there, but she's the best. Coach uh, Sarah. 
Yeah, she's so good. Um, I love it. I, I, and she's hardcore, but it's she's so great. The the key is you have somebody to help guide and support you. You have somebody to help give you structure. You have somebody to help keep you accountable, help keep you on plan, and help give you suggestions around what to eat and and figure it out because it takes a little bit of work to figure it out. But doing it is very eye-opening because you get an idea of how much food you need to eat, how much food your body needs, and you understand for maybe the first time, especially if you've done all kinds of crazy diets before, but you've never done macros, you'll have an experience for the first time of the science of what your body, the science behind why those diets worked in the first place. Macros just ties you directly into how your body functions energy state, food, and how the different types of food are used differently by your body. Because it's not just calories. Yeah, it is. Absolutely not. And I think also as you're going down the protein discovery road, it's really important to pay attention to how your body feels on different protein sources. I mean, that sounds obvious, but I don't always think we pay attention to that. How's our energy? How's our sleep? How is our workout? Do we feel good? Do we feel empowered? Or do we feel off our game? Right? And so look back at because it's very complex. When you look, really, when you're looking at eating too, you're looking at your food allergies as well, right? Another vital piece of the whole thing. What if you're gobbling down on something you're sensitive to? Yeah. this Not great. This whole thing gets... It's so muddy. It gets very muddy because then you get into uh, food, yeah, food allergies, food, and food intolerance, sensitivities, because yeah. there's a spectrum. There's things that you might not tolerate, but you're not allergic to, or things that you're allergic to that actually create inflammation state, but you mm-hmm. can tolerate. So you don't even have a reaction, but your body's kind of inflamed. There can be stuff that is impacting your gut microbiome. So then now we're talking about gut microbiome. Oh, guess what? That's not the only microbiome. You also have a mouth microbiome. So it's like, <laughs> it's, right, it's, it's endless. Like, oh, I'm juggling yeah. all this stuff. Oh my God, it's so complicated. Back yeah. to the simple pieces, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, the simple pieces is. You got to maintain your muscle mass, right? You have to. So that is through resistance training, so weight training, and eating adequate protein, right? And if you want to lose weight, protein is going to suppress ghrelin, the hormone that tells you when you're full. So it's going to help with eating less, as you just pointed out, the eating the gigantic steak and you can't eat more. And it's also, and then your lean muscle mass, it takes up less volume in your body, so people are like, well, I don't want to bulk up from resistance training. Well, it's you're not going to bulk up, but you you could if you keep your fat and your builder muscle at the same time, right? But I mean, here we go, more complexity. No, but yeah, totally. the lean muscle mass is also going to suppress insulin levels. And that is a huge issue when we're looking at disease factors from cancers onward is having a high insulin level is not good for us. So lean muscle mass helps to prevent that insulin resistance state that a lot of people are in. So, and then I think just to summarize, (laughs) the amount of protein to get, again, is really complex. I'm using 90 grams a day and I have a really hard time getting it. And you probably need more. (laughs) Darn it, Barry. That's what my recommendation (laughs) would be more. A couple other little points here is before we wrap, you're not going to bulk up unless you're working really hard to add muscle. So just go ahead and throw that in the garbage. It's incredibly hard to grow muscle. Yes. Especially for women. So yeah. just, it's not going to happen. You're, you do not have to worry about getting bulky. Okay. It's, but a lot of women do. They're like, I don't want to weight train because I don't want to bulk up. No, exactly. And, and it's it, a myth. It's, it's completely, that's no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to gain muscle mass and, and how intentional you have to be? If you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, as a woman especially, it's just you don't have to worry about that. 
you want to weight train because yes. you want you do want to grow some muscle. Okay. Now getting bulky, quote unquote, or looking too athletic is again, unless you have insane genetics, it is so hard to do. So hard to do. Instead, though, you do want to gain some muscle because muscle changes your body shape. And a lot of times when people think about how they want to look, their ideal state, they want this toned look. They want what I used to call sexy athletic. It's like they want, they don't want to be hardcore athletic. But they want like a, they want to look healthy. I want to look healthy. I want to look good. I want to feel attractive. Muscle helps with all that. Muscle helps with all that. And the way you get muscle is by incorporating some resistance training. And you can do that in a class, like a thing, like an industrious experience that builds in barbell work and strength work. Mm -hmm. You can do it on your own in the gym, harder, but doable. Get a program. There's some great ones. Get something. There's a, an app for the iPhone and on, on Android called, really creative, called Workout. <laughs> well, that is a creative yeah, name. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real creative name. Workout. It's the workout app. People are like, what workout app do you use? And I'm, I, it's, work, it's called Workout. It is called Workout. It's the workout app. It's a great app. It will track. It'll help build programs for you, but you need some structure and guidance, right? So again, get a coach, get structure and guidance, get help with this and get into some type of a program or you can do it at home. You know, you could do it at home with a Peloton or my recommendation would be a tonal machine. I think tonals are super incredible. They're a strength oriented device that attaches to a wall. It's a smart device. Really, really cool. We'll save it for another episode because I'll geek out about it, but that's what you want to do. So start looking at your protein and say, I'm going to commit to eating more protein this year. And I'm going to commit to pushing my muscles a little bit harder with some targeted strength training. If you do those two things, my friend, you're going to end the year in a better state, a healthier state, a more vibrant state than when you started it. That would be my advice. Absolutely. And I will say that eating more protein will help you pursue more movement in your life. Absolutely. For longer. And as we know, movement is the best medicine and protein is the fuel for that movement people so get to eating some protein if you need help or guidance on this again feel free to message us and we can point you in the right direction of some really incredible resources but this is doable so don't let all the information bog you down this is a doable thing it is it is eat your protein eat your protein and get a workout all right until the next one we appreciate you we love you take care of yourself and if you need help we're here for you 